I want me some glory hope. Oh yeah! Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Would you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio? We thank each and every Glory Hole seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Seeps, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Seeps, here we go. Happy Veterans Day to all of our service members, and in honor of them, I'm going to have a little fun with military acronyms. Now, believe it or not, Old Longhorn is in a bit of a mini slump with the ladies. It you know it happens occasionally. Uh, so this weekend, <laughs> this weekend, I plan on going out for a little R and R. Find me a nice little brunette POW. And we're going to get all kinds of foobar. Of course, then I'll need an LZ landing zone, preferably her bed. Well, I'll be in search of a, (laughs) (laughs) where I'll be in search of a CP contact point. Few come to mind immediately. We will then have a very different (laughs) kind, a very different kind of foobar, which will lead to Longhorn needing an EP evacuation plan immediately so that I may become (laughs) MIA forever. And that, folks, is the American way. God bless this country and God bless our veterans. Now, whether you are here for the funny... It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way... Welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now, it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, 
my friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking a Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA by New Belgium Brewery in Fort Collins, Colorado. Now, New Belgium is one of my favorite breweries, but this beer is one of the worst things they have ever <laughs> fucking done. Okay. Uh, I gave it half a star on the app mm. out of five. I would have given it a zero, but apparently that's not allowed. Mm. But the name of this beer does remind me that we are in the haze of the NFL season. It's about half over. Mm-hmm. People are very confused about who's good, who's not. And that's why we win in this time of the year, because we have a system, we have the data, and we have the fortitude. To pick the tough winners, ignore the noise and the narratives, and find the winners in an incredible clip while everyone else falls along the wayside. Except, you know, in the super contest, that is, because we are dog shit in that. But other than that, we're pretty fucking good. (laughs) Hey, I mean, I am the ultimate optimist. I feel like if we go 5-0 from here on out, we might have a chance to win. That's a good possibility, sir. All right, we're going to get into the podcast now. We're going to the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every, and I mean every, game in the NFL in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to give out free picks to get you paid. But before we do that, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Texas Fister. Have you been injured in a car wreck that involved an 18-wheeler? It was probably your dumbass fault for trying to cut in on an exit lane at the last second like a fucking asshole. Well, then you need to call me, Bill Cabinet, because I'm the Texas Fister, and I'll shove my fist so far up their ass, they're going to need a light band for their anal gland when I get done with them. But I'm not just limited to auto accidents. If your husband cheated on you with a fat chick down at the diner with the big tits, I'll fist them. They're going to need separate seats for both butt cheeks when I get done with them. If your Uncle Lester turned out to be the molester, I'll fist him. He's going to need a whole side of astroglide and spermicide for where I'm sending him. If your landlord wants fellatio for room and board, fist him. If your wife's tossing another man's dice, fist him. God damn it, if your mother gave all her shit to your brother, fist him. Just call me at 1-800-THE-FISTER and mention Cold Word Glory Hole to get 10% off your first butt cheek splitting conviction. That's Cold Word Glory Hole for 10% off to make someone's brown hole blue. One more time, 10% off your first balloon knot shot with Cold Word Glory Hole. Jesus Christ, Longhorn, that Texas fister, he sounds like a hell of a character and uh, a pretty no-bullshit-taking guy. And I, you know what? I've actually used him on a couple occasions. I think he, you know, named at least one scenario in which I used him. And I would recommend him to anybody because uh, he is a butt cheek splitting motherfucker when it comes to oh. representing you in the court of law. So <laughs> good on the guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the Texas Fister is banned in about 30 of the 50 states. Uh, is His practices, at least, are frowned upon. In a lot of the states, and um, but you know, what, hey man, whatever works, man. The, this the is Texas, Texas goddammit. Yeah, we do things different down here, so you got my uh, thumbs up approval, Mister Fister. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. 
this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? All right, Longhorn, as always, start with the good and the good last week. We did call the upset of the Broncos over the Cowboys straight up here on the podcast. We also hit a two-team pizza money parlay early in the week that paid 12.5 to 1. On an overall just middling week, you know, a couple of bright points for us there. Yeah, good good calls by you. Uh, maybe I'll um, try to actually earn my paycheck this week and catch up. Again with these fucking paychecks. I, I've I've yet to see Jonah payroll. That fucking bitch has been dodging me for the better yeah. part of a goddamn month. But anyway, we're moving on to the bad. And the bad. Oh, that was us in the super contest. Uh, one and four. All yeah. hopes of winning contests are gone. Uh, maybe we can still cash in overall, and maybe we can catch one of these three week uh winning uh things that they have. You know, it starts over this week, but I think our dream of walking out of there with the championship belt is over for the 2021 season. Yeah, it's done this season. We'll try to catch one of these uh, many week things and obviously try to cash in the back end of the payouts. But you know what? Look, it was our first first year doing it. We're going to be in every single year. And I guarantee you, one of these years, you're going to see FGH up there holding a big fucking cardboard check, and that's and we'll get all kinds of pictures. I hit it. That guy's got a check. Just give me one of those. <laughs> Try to give me one of those big ones. I don't care. Yeah. And we'll fucking leave there in our fucking 72 Gremlin with that big-ass check right in the back. We don't give a yeah. fuck. S- all right, moving on to the R, you fucking Kenny And this week, that one belongs to the Pizza Money Parlay I put out. On the podcast, uh, we had Wyoming, plus 145, Moneyline's Dogs. Easy win for the Cowboys. We said UNLV was going to win their first game of the entire goddamn (laughs) season in 2021, and you know what? They fucking did it. All we had left was Louisville on the Moneyline to beat Clemson, which was no easy task, right? No, No easy winner. They were plus 160, which means Vegas was telling you they had about a 38% chance to win that game. They don't pay you all this money to fucking pick easy games. Well, Louisville, or Louisville was winning the game. In fact, they led the game from the first three minutes Longhorn to the last four minutes of the game. Almost wire to wire. Clemson did pull ahead by six, but Louisville had their shots to win in the end. They got the ball with two minutes and nine seconds left. They got all the way down first and goal at the two, two Yards away from a 12 and a half to one payout. Mm. They run the ball three straight times, go backwards on two of them, and then throw a pass finally on fourth down. And of course, it was fucking incomplete. Longhorn, nobody, nobody makes a stand like that when you need them to fucking no. ever. But man, when it's time to fuck you square in the menace or in the fucking middle of your anus with no fucking lube. Oh, everybody just turns into the goddamn eighty-five bears all of a sudden. Yeah, that's that's all the all the Texas Texas fisting comes comes right back around and just just gets you good, <laughs> right, right when you don't need it. We got fisted.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! Alright Longhorn, it's the time everybody tunes in for. It's time to go over every game in the NFL in the air tonight. And we're going to start up in Indianapolis where those Colts are hosting my Jacksonville Jaguars. And they're 10.5 point home favorites. Yeah, this is a uh, this is just a hold your nose type game. Um, you know, I, I think we're leaning to, the, to that big, huge number there. And we're, you know, look, last week Jacksonville played amazing on defense they for the first time all year they actually the defense actually outperformed um, the offense i don't expect that to happen again here so we will need that jacksonville offense and goldilocks to show up and put more than nine points up on the board to get this cover uh but not a whole lot more i mean honestly when you got a big number like that you should be able to um you know, just play decent and get this cover. I am encouraged by the fact that the New York Jets lit up this any defense uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was on a Thursday night with Mike White, a combination of Mike White and who was the back? Uh, John, what was, what's his first name? Johnson's his last. Anyways, he's been around. Josh Johnson. He's been around for. Oh, yeah. Dumb, jo- Josh, Josh Johnson. Johnson. Been around for. They threw for like 400 and something yards on this, on this any defense. So I'm encouraged by that. <clears throat> what worries me in this game though however is is the fact that indy finally has the full starting five offensive linemen that they were expecting at the beginning of this year that they finally got it back last week uh for the first time so and it's and you can kind of see it when the way they're playing jonathan taylor is starting to just chew up yardage and you know big shocker jacksonville's not good against the run so they really need jacksonville needs to start this game uh scoring points they need to match indy when they're scoring points uh or or it could get a ugly but of course you know we 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 take the big numbers in this league the nfl's all about underdogs we saw that big time last week so yeah i'm on i'm on jacksonville here yeah the numbers with you and uh you know things are starting to turn around in vegas uh, a lot of favorites covered early in this year a lot of huge dogs that you know that they, they were not covering earlier in the year, which is not a typical thing, and now they are. So that's uh, that's encouraging, definitely for us. It's also encouraging uh, for the books because that's what they definitely want to see. They definitely don't mm. want to see these huge dogs covering every week. It's cost them a lot of money earlier in the year. Last week, they cleaned the fuck up. And the reason why I'm encouraged about this game is that you know Jacksonville, for as bad as they are, there are several things they do well. One of them is you know, situational defense, so, and as bad as their offense is, you know, you say the Russian defense is not that good there, I mean, they're number eight overall DVOA rushing, so, 
you know, yeah. it might be a little hidden because of some of the results, but that is one thing they do well. I, I think that if you look at the, the maturation process of Goldilocks, he's coming along and he's still not playing great, but he's taking big boy throws. He's taking big boy shots. He's not dinking and dunking uh, like the McCookie monster. <laughs> he's not getting babied along because obviously his fucking coach has no fucking clue what he's doing. Uh, so mm. he's learning on the fly and he's getting a little bit better incrementally every week. Which is really what you want to see in the long-term process. If you look at like a Peyton Manning or somebody like that, uh, you know, or even an Andrew Luck, they got incrementally better each and every week, each and every year. The flash in the pans, the RG3s, the Cam Newtons, those guys that come out hot early, they generally fade. So this is generally what you want to see out of your rookie quarterback. It means he's learning. It means he's, you know, developing in the pocket, getting better every week. And we'll see what happens in the end. But, yeah, I like uh, Jacksonville here. All right. Uh, all right, moving on. We're going to go to New England. Oh, we just we just talked about the McCookie Monster. He's mm. hosting your Cleveland Browns. He's a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Two-and-a-half-point home favorite. That just feels like a little bit too much. So hit that sounder, Bocephus. I like Cleveland to win this game i think last week was a just a fugazi misleading win for new england darnold was just i mean can we just uh, you know not not breaking news here let's get rid of darnold in the nfl completely he threw that game away all by himself cleveland can rush the passer and the mccookie monster was awful last week against carolina he was not good and Carolina, what do they do? They're good at they're a good pass rushing team also. So they have the ingredients to affect McCookie Monster. Um, Cleveland is getting healthy as the season goes along. I know they're I know Chubb might not play, and I actually I think he's ruled out, but they have a good like the the offensive line is intact. They've proven they can go deep into this stable of running backs and not really miss a lick with a running game. Um you know, just everything points to, to the wrong team being favored here. Um, you know, but obviously there's the Bill Belichick factor, so that does scare me a little bit. But yeah, I I think Cleveland. You know, th- these two teams are they're kind of in that fight for one of those last playoff spots, is what it, is what it's feeling like. So this is a huge game, max effort on both sides. But I, you know, last week I made a mistake. I'm, I I fucked up. I I missed read how much it means to cleveland and i I should know this more than anybody how much cleveland without obj responds for whatever reason nobody can seem to figure it out but cleveland without obj baker without obj it's just a different cleveland team i misread that last week i'm not going to do it again so yeah i like cleveland to win this game i like cleveland plus the points what do the computers say yeah, the computers are split on this one. The power rankings has New England uh, favored, and the power rankings are really starting to sharpen up. Uh, you know, they hit a little lull when the new data started to kick in, but now they're starting to win week over week. Uh, last three weeks, they've won, uh, picking mm-hmm. every single game against the spread. Uh, they've got New England here. I don't know. I mean, I hope that you're right. I hope you're right on Cleveland, because we definitely need New England to stop winning football games. However... Last week I told you I didn't like, uh, since you were on Cincinnati, right. I didn't like it because that two and a half just felt like way too inviting. It felt way too inviting. 
And after the big Cleveland win, for them to still be two-and-a-half-point dogs, I think it's way too inviting the other side <laughs> on the dog. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I think I think New England, It it's, it's a matchup thing for me here because Cleveland's secondary is not very good as far as like, uh, it's getting healthy, covering though. the match play underneath. I mean, they're they're not very good covering the match play underneath. They're you know, they've been pretty good limiting the big plays this year. But as far as the dinking and dunking that the McCookie Monster does, they control the ball. Cleveland's a control the ball offense. You know, you're basically looking at carbon copies of the I mean, the total is 45. It's always going to be a low scoring game. The quarterbacks are about the same level. In fact, if you look at their CPO CP or EPA plus CPOE, uh, Mayfield's 19th. The McCookie Monster's 21st. You're basically looking at even teams, and it's two and a half, which is right about what what they're giving on home field. It's a coin flip either way. I'm not going to say you're wrong on this one. I don't feel that strong about New England. I just think it's an ultimate coin flip. I hope you're right, though. I do hope you're right. Well, if if I'm wrong on Cleveland again, then I am canceled on Cleveland handicapping. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on to those Dallas Cowboys. And this week, they're hosting those Atlanta Falcons, and they are now nine and a half points. Consensus home favorite. Uh, Longhorn, we had Denver correctly beating them last week. It was, you know, pretty ballsy call. We called it. Uh, what do you think about Dallas this week? Well, you called it. I didn't, so that's credit to you. But, like, I don't see – this is one of my shortest write-ups. I, you know, I – I think everybody's split on this, and I get both sides of the story here, uh, but I landed on the Atlanta side, and I, I'm leaning to Atlanta and that huge-ass number. Um, the other line of thinking is that Dallas is going to just bounce back, snap right out of that funk they were in last week, and and just come back and start blowing people out again. Ah, eh, not so fast. Not so fast with this, because Matt Ryan is it has been improving as the season has, has progressed, um, he's ninth on PFF in quarterback rankings, and the team is improving as well. They're four and two over the last six games. Uh, I believe Gregory is out for Dallas. It's, it's their best pass rusher outside of the linebacker uh, that seems to be able to do everything extremely well. Um, I, you know, it's hard to have back to back huge letdowns, but they don't have to have a huge letdown here to not cover that huge number. So I do expect Dallas to win the game, but with this big ass number, eh, this is too rich for my blood. Uh, Atlanta's playing well over over the last month and a half, so I'm gonna I've got a pretty pretty good lean to Atlanta here. Yeah, I'm with you. Computers are with you. Uh, I do think Dallas does win this game. I don't think they mm-hmm. lose just because Atlanta's defense is so fucking bad. They're so fucking bad. Uh, right. They don't rush the passer very well, which if you've seen anything that gives Dallas trouble or anything that's given Dak trouble over his entire career, it's not <clears> when you blitz Dak. So, like, I think people are starting to figure that out. If you blitz Dak, he'll fucking kill you. Like, if you give him one-on-one reads outside with those talented receivers, CD, Amari, and now you got Gallup coming back, he's going to fucking kill you. He's going to fucking hang 40 on you. So... Right. If they've learned anything, is don't blitz and play coverage. But still, when you play coverage, that means you have to be able to get home from your front four or maybe like one other guy, which I guess technically a blitz, but not really. And they just don't do that very well. So I think Dallas is going to score, and I think Dallas is going to score a lot. It's going to be up to Atlanta to score as well. But like you said, Ryan is playing better. Uh, he is now 15th in EPA plus CPO8. It's a little bit above average. 
which is about where he's landed last couple of years. So he's getting back to the Matt Ryan that we kind of have come accustomed to last couple of years, which means he's capable of good games. I mean, last week he was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He had a great fucking game. And I think he's going to have a great game again against this Dallas defense. I think, that, again, Dallas does win. I think Atlanta does sneak in there and cover. Maybe the game's a little tighter than I'm expecting, but I'm kind of expecting a little bit of a backdoor cover on this one. I think Dallas, just with all their firepower, and because of Atlanta's defense being so bad, I think, but to your point, the bounce back will happen, but not to the extent people are people are thinking. I think Dallas, you know, maybe puts up 30. Atlanta puts up 23. We walk away with the cover. I like Atlanta there. Yeah, and just real quick, there, this game and, and another game we haven't talked about yet, I think you're getting extra points of value as teaser protections. I think I think Vegas is tired of getting burned on these teasers. Um, like this game should be in that eight, you know, more in that eight, eight and a half range. It's pushed up to nine, nine and a half. And the same as another game, Tampa Bay-Washington. So I, I think you're getting a little extra value with Atlanta because of teaser protection from Vegas. Yeah, 100%. All right, we're going to move on to those New York J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> yeah. And they're hosting those Buffalo Bills, and they are now 12-point home dogs. 12 points, down to 12 points. Very important to add as we got it already out to our clients at a bigger number. Uh, this is the Mike, this is the Mike White game, baby. This offense is starting to look like an actual real NFL offense, um, which is not a good sign for the number two overall pick, uh, Babyface Wilson. So we'll see how that plays out mm. going forward uh, this year and next year. Um, uh, now, on the other side, now, the Jets, they have Sala from the San Francisco 49ers. He is a defensive-minded coach, okay? So, he has seen, it, I mean, I'm assuming he has seen anyways, this is an assumption, that the way to slow down Buffalo and Kansas City and teams that have these high-powered, chunk-the-ball-downfield-deep type offenses and also happens to be two teams that like to abandon the run, the way you defend that is the two-deep safety shell I expect him to be able to figure that out. He's a, he's a highly respected defensive coach. Now, he is limited with his defensive players as of right now, but they do have some dudes over there that can, uh, that can uh, you know, help out a little bit. So, I expect in this game the defense to run that scheme enough to slow down Josh Allen and that Bills offense enough to and, and the Jets offense to score enough to keep it within that huge-ass number. Of course, I've got to lean to the Jets here. Uh, Josh Allen, you're, you know, <laughs> him, Mahomes, uh, what's happening to these quarterbacks that we're expecting great things out of? Cause we're just not seeing it. Uh, I hope it continues here again in, in this game, because obviously we have the jets, but you know, these teams that, that were super bowl favorites, super, super bowl contenders, if they don't find a running game to help these quarterbacks, they're in trouble. Kansas city, you're in trouble if you don't get a running game. Uh, Buffalo, you're in trouble if you don't get a running game. So, yeah, we're on the Jets. Yeah, I like the Jets here. Side note, I actually already bet this game earlier in the week on the under. I like that play to 48.5. It's all the way down to 47. Uh, yeah, the reason much. why I like that play is because 
it, it's so funny. We we talk preseason like, oh, Buffalo's offense is great. Their defense can just be a little better, right? We had I, I had them in the Super Bowl. You had them in the Super Bowl. They just be if they just be league average. Well, their defense is number one, <laughs> DVOA, number one. However, their offense is all the way down to 19th. 19th, and that speaks to, again, what you said. They can't run the ball. People know they can't run the ball. They figured out how to play fucking, you know, babyface Josh Allen and his big dumb self, and he's not having the year even close to what he had last year, so that's what's pushing them down. And, you know, the Jets, their offense is 27th. Now, again, better under Mike White, like you said, than Zach Wilson, who, by the way, uh, is 33rd. In EPA plus CPOE, there's only 32 teams. I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. He's he's worse than all of them. You're the math guy. All of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I like I do like the Jets here with Mike White. I do like the under here. I I, say, I got it at 48 and a half. That's kind of more of a key number. 47 is a little bit off of it. I don't know if there's still value there, but I liked it where I got it. You might still lean the under. I see some 47.5 still out there. Actually, I see a 48 at Circa. So there's still some little bit bigger numbers out there, but I do like the Jets, and I like the under. Maybe it's another 9-6 to six game. That, those are fun to watch. Always fun to watch. <laughs> All right, moving on. Well, we can't. either way, we can't lose if it's 9-6, to six, so I, I'll right. take it. <laughs> All right, moving on to Tennessee with those Titans. They're now three-point home favorite over the fighting Spewing semen, New Orleans Saints. <laughs> that is gross, and that and this is also the <laughs> danger zone game of the week. All right, here we go with this game. This is my buy low, sell high game. I, I really I found no other way to read this. I did hear, however, that um, right before you know recording that, uh, what's his name, running back, uh, Kamara. He, I don't know what's going on with him. He, he's had a late or mid midweek injury that popped up on the report. I, I I'm sure he's going to play, but I don't like seeing. You know, injury reports like that on star players that go against my handicap. So I really need him to play to fit my handicap. Um, you know, the Saints let one slip away last week, losing to Atlanta. Uh, so that I think that puts this number a little higher than it should be. And on the other side, I mean, my God, like, is Tennessee, are they just going to win the Super Bowl? Because, you know, or, or are they what we thought they were coming into the season, which is, you know, a good team, but not a team. That's just going to go on a ridiculous streak, uh, beating beating these awesome teams back to back to back. I mean, they just keep running off these, you know, just ridiculous wins against all the best teams in the NFL. Uh, now, last week, if you watch that game, Stafford basically threw two pick sixes to, to start the game and buried them immediately. Uh, so I just think you're getting you're getting the Saints at the best number here. You're buying them at the best number. You're getting the Tennessee Titans at the highest possible market value that, that they're going to be. Um, so, yes, it's dangerous because obviously Tennessee has shown that they just fucking beat everybody. doesn't fucking matter. Put them in front of them and they beat them. But I have a lean to New Orleans here. 
Yeah, well, you might have thought so, but I remember distinctly saying when we covered the AFC South that the Titans were going to beat back-to-back-to-back badass teams and that Stafford was going to throw two pick-sixes in that week at that exact game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it's on tape. You, you can go look it up. Yeah, uh, don't worry that. about it, though. Don't, don't, don't waste your time. Just trust me. Yeah. Trust me. I'll okay. say it. I'll do that. No. No, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, so, I don't have a feel in this game at all, but here is one trend that has developed over this season that is going to 100% support your handicap. So, so far in 2021, if you bet in favor of teams who did not cover the previous week facing teams who did cover, your record so far, if you just did that blindly, 39-14-1. That's 73% mm. covering like as far that. as the buying low, selling high, as we always tell you to do. So far this year, that has worked out to a fucking unreal clip. So you've got New Orleans, who did not cover, obviously, last week against Atlanta. Tennessee, who obviously did cover. I called that back in August. They would cover that game. Um, Don't worry about it. (laughs) Anyway, you've got that trend working for you. So I I like that in your favor there. All right. All right, moving on to the Washington football people. They're at home. And uh, consensus right now, they're nine and a half point home dogs. Although I see it uh, going up to 10 in a couple of places. Jesus. Yeah, this is a. I touched on this earlier. I think I think you're getting a couple of points of added value here to the skins of red as a teaser protection uh, against Tampa Bay in Vegas. Um, this is just an auto play for me. I don't care the numbers going up. It, it, I like it at nine. I like it at nine and a half. I like it at ten. Tampa Bay is just not good on the road. They are zero and four ATS this year. This is you know huge number. Washington. Has the pass rush ability to give Brady trouble. Godwin's on the injury report. I'm not sure if he's going to play. AB's out of the boot. Maybe he will play. Maybe he won't. Not sure yet. I mean, this is this is just a this is just a smash spot for me. I love the skins of red here. Yep, couldn't agree more. Uh, Tampa Bay does not perform that well on the road. And let's not forget last year in the playoffs, uh, Ron Rivera. Uh, did hold them down pretty well, and that was in the playoffs. So, and that was with Heineken and his fucking stale ass brew out there playing. But it wasn't about mm-hmm. Heineken; it was actually about just how well the Redskins' defense limited Tampa Bay. I don't think Goblin's going to play. I like uh, the football people here as well. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, moving on. Those Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> those fucking bastards. We didn't have a bet on them. We did have them in the contest. They couldn't even cover six and a half points at home versus the lowly Chicago Bears. Well, now they're laying eight to your Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh, they're back to my they're back to my Lions now. I like that. You know, I, I, don't I got think a, they ever left you. I got a bone to pick with the super contest because Pittsburgh played Monday night and after Watching all that Sunday bullshit that was going on, was it not fucking written in stone that clearly Pittsburgh was going to fucking shit all over themselves and they wouldn't let us change the pick? Shame on them. But, um, yeah, this uh, <laughs> just bad, bad pick. And um, we had obviously we had to own it with our one and four. So we suck and we're moving on. But I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. I'm on Detroit here. Huge ass number. All the same fucking reasons as last week that that we overlooked because we're stupid. 
last week. Uh, these knee biters, <laughs> these knee biters are not just gonna go down, you know, quietly into the season night. No, nah, they're gonna they they buried tape last week. I mean, they were they they were screaming at each other all these last two literally. Weeks. Yeah, literally buried tape, which is I mean, it's interesting, interesting tactic in the NFL. But coming off a bye on a brand new coach, he's full of energy, full of cocaine. I expect a, I expect a huge bounce back, <laughs> bounce back effort here. Pittsburgh on a short week, Detroit with a with a extended rest. I mean, come on, this is a this is a smash spot. Take that huge number and uh, kind of cross your fingers that that. Mr. Goff doesn't fuck it up, but yeah, I like Detroit. Well, the power rankings are with you. The numbers are split overall. Uh, and our, we've been talking about our after buy, before buy trend. So after the buy, Road Dogs since 2015 covered a 58% clip. Mm. So you got that going for you too. And the same reason why I wasn't 100% sold on the Pittsburgh, but we went with them last week. They just. When they, they play down to competition, like they just played down to competition. They feed off Mike Tomlin. They know when their back's against the wall. They know when it's time to fucking hit the gas and when everybody's doubting them. And they also know when he's like, yeah, fuck it, we're going to beat these motherfuckers. And that's what they did last. So they got up, what, 10 in, against Chicago, won the game in the end. They'll probably do some similar bullshit here. Yeah, I, right. I, I'll have to lean with you here. All right. All right, moving on. We're going to those L.A. Superchargers. And they're hosting your Minnesota Vikings. Man, I got lots of teams. Lots of teams, baby. All right, in this game, <laughs> look, Hunter and uh, Daniel Hunter and Harrison, the safety for Minnesota, are out. This defense is just – they've just kind of been lost all year, t- to be quite honest with you. Not that the Chargers defense has been great, but at least they're getting – they're trending two different ways. Minnesota is trending – worse and having injuries and the chargers are trending better and getting some key people back um but the bottom line is i don't see either one of these teams being able to stop each other just like i said last week on the podcast when minnesota and baltimore played i said i like the over as well because i don't think either one of these teams can stop each other i don't see any difference in this game much of the same here i love the over for sure now on the side there's three reasons to lean to L.A. for me. One are the injuries I just talked about. Two is chaos with with uh, Dalvin Cook and his you know whatever's going on there. We don't we don't make accusations. We don't make assumptions until the facts come out. But then number three is also the COVID situation. They had an offensive lineman in Minnesota that went to the hospital with COVID. There's a bunch of contact tracing bullshit that we're going to deal with. So everything points to to Wait the Chargers here. He, he was vaccinated. Oh uh, well, to the hospital I, for your. Yeah, well, it turns out that even when you're vaccinated, you can. I mean, do you really, Bosevich? You want to open that kind of worms? Like that's I can go on for ten. <laughs> I can go on for ten fucking minutes with this. Don't get me started on this bullshit. <laughs> I try to avoid this on the podcast. That's why I save this shit for for the quick hits that I do that that people enjoy on our social medias. So let me just stick to football on the podcast. Everything points to L.A. on the side here. Uh, but I do love the over. Uh, what do computers say? Well, the computers say uh, a vaccination is something that prevents you from getting a disease, much like polio you and smallpox. Not something that, you know, just kind of limits its effect. That's more of a flu shot. 
or a no, that is, anyway, that I, is not true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Fauci, for weighing mm-hmm. fucking in. Right. Uh, this is a zero point delta, all the way around. It's a coin flip, straight the fuck up. Uh, we need Minnesota to win this game for our own personal benefits, although I think we're probably lost on the Chargers. Even though, here's the thing, the Chargers are grading out right now. It is exactly, in our power ring, it's an average team. They're exactly an average team. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors with them, man. They have went through a lot of fourth downs, and in fact, I believe they went for the most fourth downs. And, you know, there's a couple of services that do a really good job on tracking uh, teams that go for fourth downs and when it's most beneficial for them, they went for the most, and it's also been they've been the least effective times they went for fourth down. They don't give a fuck; they just go for it <laughs> on fourth down. Yeah. And I know that's the popular sentiment nowadays, and is most often the proper analytical play. However, when you just do it every time and any fucking time, you know it, it just outweighs the benefits, and that's what they're at. I think their coach is a little bit over his skis at this point. I think it's starting to kind of hit him in the mouth. But they're still having success because Herbert's been pretty good. Uh, He's trending backwards a little bit lately. However, he still is above average, 14th in EPA plus CPOE. To say they're a good football team is a stretch. They're an average football team. But you know what? So is Minnesota. Minnesota's a little bit better than them, actually, in the efficiency numbers. Minnesota's had some really tough luck this week on some, you know, or this year on some wins and losses, they should definitely have at least two more wins than they have, if not three. Yeah, it's it, it's a coin flip for me. I, I don't really have a play either way here. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you're. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, the, obviously, the coach is kind of learning on the. I'm. I don't almost say learning on the fly, but he's implement uh, implementing a new style and system on the fly, and. You know, it's kind of debatable whether it's worked or not. I mean, if they win this game, they're six and three and still atop of the AFC West. So, you know, it's, it's working. It's working. My point is, he's not ma- he's not maximizing the opportunities like you know that he would if he just kind of would give some if he just punt the ball at some points. It is working. They are winning, uh, which I guess I guess it's just kind of the same thought if you're at the blackjack table or the poker table if you have a certain hand. Certain numbers come up. You just play it no matter what, like a system. And you'll win more than you lose for sure, yeah. even though at some points, you know, it's probably not your max winning percentage. You just got to go. If you got a system, you got to stick to it. And that, you know, for 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 all of, for well, I guess for anything else you can say, he's sticking to whatever system he's going Yeah. Well, remember the first three, three or four weeks, he was the talk. He was the toast of the town. Running the system, it went cold, just like a blackjack oh, yeah. table can, and you know, then it was like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. So yeah, he's got to stick to his system. And you're right, we'll see how it plays out in the long run. But you know, I kind of like I, I like people that are contrary to normal ways of thinking and normal ways of doing things. So I'm a fan of them. Yeah, I like it too. I'm a fan too. Uh, and just like our system, you know, we know we win more than we lose, but we're going to have bad weeks because that's just how systems work. Overall, they'll win, mm-hmm. but you're going to have fucking setbacks along the way. So if, you, if you're going to go with the system, just you got to go with it, man. You got to go with it 100%. And that's what he's doing. I do love, I do love the commitment to that. All right, moving on. Arizona. We believe the midget will be center of the ring. Of the circus. <laughs> they're hosting those Carolina Panthers, and they're 10.5-point home favorites. 
Yeah, and here it is. This is the Hello Corner TV game. I mean, <laughs> if the midget's in there, then he's still going to be somewhat hampered. And you got P.J. Walker starting for Carolina. I have no interest in this game. Hard pass for me. And to be quite honest, Bocevis, I am sick and fucking tired of losing to both of these teams. These These two teams who are playing each other now, I think they own 20 or 30% of our season losses. We have been bad at reading these two teams. I hope they tie zero to fucking zero. So give me Carolina and the points. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I hope Arizona wins because our Carolina Undertaker is very much now alive. After okay, three, three, three to nothing. Um, three to nothing then. Sure, I'll take it. Um <laughs> And Carolina does fall into that. Again, the 73% cover to not cover, uh, team versus team. So they're falling in that. So that's another one to track, which we will keep tracking from here on out on this year. Now that we uncover this trend, it's a very important thing to follow. And here's the thing about trends. They They either are relative, correlate, don't correlate, are coincident, not coincident. The only way to find out what they are to track them diligently first of all and secondly you have to correlate them to what is going on either in the league at the time if it's a certain year or certain game certain time of night whatever that look it's kind of like the cousins trend that we always make fun of or we always make fun of or at least i do for sure Kirk cousins at night can't cover shit especially in prime time it's always been a huge laughing point for us and there's been theories done out there's like well he's He's such a creature of habit. He, if he gets out of his habit, he just can't, you know, do anything at night. You know, he, he just gets thrown off. Well, the thing that nobody really mentions in that trend is usually, usually, in prime time, not games, it's supposed to be two good teams, right? The leagues don't set up, you know, shitberg fucking matchups for prime time, right? You don't see a lot of. You know, Washington football people or fucking Jets or fucking, you know, um, Jacksonville. A lot of those teams don't get primetime slots. So he's not playing any shit burgers at night. He's playing the best of the best for the most part. Now, seasons go how they go. Uh, that's why, I mean, ESPN has, even has the fucking flex out. Or NBC does, sorry, for the Sunday night game. They yeah. could even flex shitty teams out towards the end. Of it. So that even more skews the data towards he's playing good teams at fucking night. Again, you just got to look deeper into some of these into some of these trends for correlations. This is a one-year thing that does happen to to a certain extent every year. This is the most extreme it has happened. So we're going to track it and we're going to see, you know, if this becomes a more stable thing year from year and it, you know, it could start entering into actually some handicaps but for right now. The trend is definitely on you in Carolina. So All right. Moving on. We're going to go to Green Bay with those Packers. <laughs> Are now back up to, look ahead was five, dropped all the way down to three because, you know, Rodgers went back on TV with his long hair and said he might not play, but now it's back up to three and a half. <laughs> They're hosting Seattle, and Russell Wilson's back. Man, the fucking drama around around this shit. I, you know, I'm not going to get into that here. I might I might get into it on the weekend on, on a, on a you quick did hit or call something. that there would be drama in Green Bay. Yeah, you did call yeah, but it. I, you just but what I what I didn't what it call was be about. 
What I didn't call was that I would have to end up supporting Aaron Rodgers, which was, who saw that coming? (laughs) (laughs) Who saw that coming? Look, this is my shortest write-up. I got Rodgers in or out, question mark, because at at the time of the write-up, I wasn't sure if he was playing. Sounds like he's going to play, but he's been out for a couple weeks. COVID situation, you know, who knows. Uh, And then Wilson, he's coming back after being out for several weeks with that Finger, finger situation, uh, and who knows how he's going to respond. He's, he had the pins taken out this week. So this is just too much uncertainty, this one. I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, it's com- complete pass for me. What do the computers say? Yeah, they're split. Um, the Power Rangers do have Seattle, which I found interesting because now we have weeks and weeks of data with no Russell Wilson, and yet it's still grading it out as Seattle, which is not surprising me because Green Bay – is literally, I think I saw a stat somewhere, they, they have the least amount of point differential for a team that's ever had this record in the history of fucking ever. Like, they're, they're literally barely beating teams overall, and yet they're still leading their, they have a strangle, like, you can't even really bet any other team in the NFC North. Like, they're, they're barely even on the fucking board. Hmm. So... It's it's kind of it's kind of an anomaly to me on that part of it. If Russ is back, which I'm assuming him and Rogers are playing at this line, otherwise I don't think it's anywhere close to this either way. I think it's Green Bay minus five if it gets announced in exactly where it over or what the look at was at. I think that's fair because Russ was already presumed to be playing. At again at three and a half, I'd have to go Seattle. I'd have to lean Seattle. That's just where I'd be. All right. right, moving on. We're going to go to Denver. Rocky Mountain High. (laughs) And uh, if you've ever been high in Colorado, you get extra fucking high because, you know, altitude and less air and all that shit. But anyway, Denver is minus two and a half at home to those dirty, goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. So down to two and a half, huh? That's, um, it was at three, correct? But opened at one and a half, went all the way up to three, now back down to two and a half. So little, a lot of market uh, fluctuation on this one. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because I look, I'll be honest with you, I could not find anything on this game to to, to give an edge either way. Um, and I guess with that fluctuation up and down, I mean, it seems like people are coming in pretty equal on both sides. Um, I think, I think if Philly can stick to this running game that they had the last couple of games, they'll actually have a shot to win this game. The problem is just Jalen Hurts is so bad, and I think that's that they're correlating up at the same time because if you've looked at his stats over the last couple of weeks, it's like <laughs> his passing yards have just and passing attempts have just submarined to the floor right along with them running the ball a lot more, uh, which has led to, you know, that, that probably gives them better variance to win ball games. But at the end of the day, in a close game, on the road, you're going to need the quarterback to kind of go win that game for you. He couldn't do it last week against the Chargers. Um, I would have to lean that no, he's not he good. Fucking couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't do it. I mean, because he's not he's not good. Shocker. But with Denver coming off a huge win, uh, they're I mean they're just so primed for a letdown here. You know everything I'm saying kind of tells you why I'm torn and couldn't find anything to point me in either one of the directions. I guess 
I guess I would, on a force lean, I would have to take Denver just because they're at home. And I just, I just, I think the game's going to be close. It's going to come down to the end. And I just cannot trust Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I do trust Bridgewater a, a little bit more. So give me Denver on a very, very weak lean. Oh, I trust Bridgewater infinitely more in a close game. I mean, he's he's just a better quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Teddy Bridgewater for this season is a well above average quarterback. Period. That yeah. way he's got the better line, better weapons. That that's fine. You can say all that, but I mean Hertz looks fucking lost. He looks fucking lost. Period. Yeah. Uh, the numbers are split. The power ranking is lean with you in Denver. There's two conflicting trends. One is the, again, the cover versus don't cover. Obviously, that's going to Philly, who did not cover for us last week. Denver did cover for us last week. But the before the buy trend since 2015, home favorites for the buy cover 60% of the time. So everything, like you said, is conflicting in this game from a numbers perspective. I'm conflicted on it too, especially since we have under tickets on both of these teams. Um, we can't, I mean, you know, I think we need. Denver we need a tie. To win. <laughs> oh yeah, let's get a tie. Yeah, we need we need a tie. That'd be great. That There's be been great. no ties let's root yet. For the tie. In fact, There's no, you know no what? ties in the NFL. We don't have a sounder alert for the tie, but I'm calling I don't even know what the sounder would be for a tie. Uh, I don't I don't either. I, I no clue like let, let's call let's call it seventeen seventeen. Tie. Tie. Sure. Sure, sounds good. All right. Why not? All right. <laughs> All right, where are we at? We're moving on to... Uh, should It'll I be Vegas. Oh, yeah. Our Las Vegas Raiders hosting those Kansas City Chiefs are two-and-a-half-one home dogs. They are two and a half home dogs, but I don't think you're going to need those points. So hit that sounder, Bo Cephas. I actually like Vegas to win this game. This is a bad spot for Kansas City. This is a bad matchup for Kansas City. Uh, Vegas has, you know, hopefully put put aside that, um, you know, that whole Henry Rugg situation. They had their letdown game last week. But honestly, if you look at that game last week, uh, they outgained the Giants. It was a pick six was kind of the difference in that game. So they, you know, by the numbers, they probably should have won that game. Uh, Vegas has, Vegas is surprisingly, I don't know how, but they're actually pretty good against the pass. And we're in week 10 now. So it's getting to the point where you kind of, you kind of got to believe what the numbers are telling you. And they also have two really good pass rushers. And Casey, my God, if they have proven nothing, they have proven this year that they they're just not the same on offense as they have been in years past. The the, the bad decisions, the bad interceptions keep coming, the bad turnovers. And you know what? I remember saying this about three weeks ago on the podcast. I think I said it on the podcast. Maybe just maybe it was just talking to you outside of the podcast. But the Achilles Hill for Andy Reid in his entire career has been he abandons the run. He relies too much on the passing game, too much on the quarterback, puts too much on his plate. Uh, I think we're starting to see the Philly Andy Reid creep up here. And if you go back to the Philly days, and he was there for a very long time, he doesn't just all of a sudden figure this out and turn it around. 
Like it just goes on and continues and continues and continues. So I don't think I don't see anything changing in the foreseeable future for Kansas City on offense. Now on defense, here's nothing they've proven. They suck. They suck on defense. And I think Vegas, Waller's getting healthier. Uh, the running back, um, Jacobs is getting healthier. I think Vegas is is primed to win this game. I, I you know I love them here with the points. I, I you know Kansas City is on a three and sixteen ATS run. They never cover anymore. So take the points. I don't think you're going to need them. I like Vegas here to win the game. What do the computers say? Well, <laughs> well, uh, the computers are with you one hundred percent. And uh, here's my thing. Like I've heard a narrative growing this week that. Well, Kansas City's defense was the worst in the league, but now it's getting better. It's getting so much better. It's getting so much better. Well, they're still 28th in DVOA, which is improvement from worst, right? There's 32 teams. So, yeah, that's up four spots. But here's the thing. In the last four weeks, they've played the football team who can't score the football. They played the Titans. They got their fucking doors blown off. They gave up 27 points. They played the shitty Giants. And then they played the Packers with something called Jordan Love at quarterback. Yeah. So, yes, they have improved from dead-ass last to 28th. They moved up four spots in four weeks. But in three of those four weeks, they played shit-ass offenses or quarterbacks that we've never heard of or never want to hear from again. And in the one week they played a real team, they got their fucking asses kicked. So, sounds like you like. I don't believe in this fucking tip-up. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in this take up in the defense. They still fucking suck. Uh, Mahomes has went full tectard on us <laughs> at this point. Uh, I don't know. You know. Look, I mean, is he still the best quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, probably. All, all things considered, he is for sure. But if they won't commit to running the ball like you said, and te- teams just they're going to continue to play this, they're going to. Yeah. Here's the thing about the NFL. Once they find a way to stop you, they're going to repeat it until you prove to them you can adjust to it. Period. And and That's Reed does it. Goes. He uh, just does it. He will not. He sticks to what he does. He sticks to what he does. And you know what? Uh, Patrick Mahomes might want to call up Donovan McNabb for some <laughs> fucking advice at this point because he kind of looks like a little bit of Donovan McNabb at this point, uh-huh. to be honest with you. Uh, he makes great plays. And he makes plays. You're like, what the fuck was that? And that's yep. pretty much what uh, Prime Donovan Nab looked like. But just like Donovan Nab, I mean, was there a better quarterback for like a three year stretch than McNabb when the Eagles were fucking rolling? I mean, the dude no. went to three yep. straight, three or four straight NFC Championship games. He went yeah. to the Super Bowl. Like he looked, un- awesome. he looked like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, and then it fell. And then all that shit started. And it's the funny thing to me, and this last thing on this game, is everyone's like, oh, you know, it's Mahomes and the turnovers. Well, if you look at PFF, he has more, he's had more turnover-worthy plays in other seasons than he's had in this season. But now he's finally just not getting lucky, right? The, the luck has swung. With turnovers, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Turnovers are fucking luck. Like, everybody's like, oh, random. we coach our team to get turnovers. Oh, do you? Do you coach your team to get turnovers? Well, fuck me. We should probably start doing that, too. I think every fucking team coaches get turnovers. They either happen or they fucking don't. 
And you see teams going runs. The Cowboys went on a huge run. And guess what? They covered, what, seven straight games getting all those turnovers? Now they're not getting them. Now what happens? Not covering. So it, it's just the luck of the draw and that kind of shit. And his, his luck has not been well. But just like the Cowboys, his luck could turn around. And all those turnover-worthy plays can start turning back into, you know, highlights instead of fucking turnovers. So you, wanna, you never know with that shit, but I do like your lane. I do like your sounder. You want to hear a weird stat? I'm just looking at the AFC West standings here. Uh, the Denver Broncos, who are in last place in the AFC West, even though they're 5-4, and four, they have the best, however, point differential at plus 34. The Chargers are leading the division with a minus two point differential. What a weird, what a weird division! Like this, this division—they're all winning. They all have winning records. It's probably all going to come down to the. What an interesting division this is. But I mean that lead, that leads to you know what I said earlier that Chargers are just an average football team. They're just they kind of all team. are. They kind of yeah. all are. Right, but I mean the Bron- the Broncos. Probably, I haven't looked at our power rankings as far as like who's the best in that division, but if I had to guess, I'd say the Broncos are probably the most highly highly rated of our either of them or the Raiders, one of the two, in our power rankings. And that, I know that's strange to say, but it's just you know so they're weird. just playing better football. I love football, man. All right, moving on. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers, who couldn't even beat. Colt McCoy at home. You motherfuckers. Or four point home dogs. They should they should be twenty four point home dogs to the Rams this week. Fuck 'em. <laughs> well, okay. That's a nice setup for me and my handicap. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it, look, either it's quitting time for San Francisco and and you know, put Trey Lance in and fucking pack it in. Or, you know, last week was so embarrassing that it's bounce back week and you get tremendous effort here. And I think it's too early for the dream crusher moment here, the season dream crusher for San Francisco. So I think you're going to get a hell of a bounce back effort here. Um, now, I wish that L.A. I, I lean in San Francisco, and I, but I wish that L.A. wasn't coming off a loss because if they were coming off a win, then I would be hitting the sounder here on this game. Um, I can't do it simply because the Rams are coming off an embarrassing loss themselves. So I'm going to just lean to the points. And there was something I was going to bring up. Oh, the standings. San Francisco is one of three teams that are still winless at home. The other two are Detroit. They're probably not going to win any games at home. Maybe they maybe they'll get one, <laughs> but and and the other one is Philly, bad team. They'll they'll probably squeak out a win at home too. But San Francisco, Mike, they're three and one away, zero oh and four at home. That can't continue. But like I said, fucking with with LA losing, I can't hit the sounder. It was going to be my third sounder of the week. I'm backing off of it simply because of that. But I do lean to them in the points. I think you're going to get a really good effort here on Monday night from the 49ers. Yeah, I'm with you. As much as I said they should be 24-point home dogs, uh, four <laughs> points is too much. <laughs> In all honesty, uh, I'm with you. The numbers are with you. And you know what? I do I do think San Francisco wins this game. Uh, Shanahan, oh. for all his fucking qualms and quals, he's had McVay's number 
uh, who gives him trouble is Coach Bro and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't have put that game in the contest. We didn't bet that game. We wouldn't put it in the contest if the midget was starting. He wasn't. We figured, hey, here's the time to get him. Still couldn't get him. So I think uh, Shanahan does have McVay's number. They do know how to play this offense. And also, bringing in OBJ, obviously he's probably not going to play Monday night. Even if he does, I don't care. Uh, he, <laughs> he's not going to move the number at all anyway. Right. So, I I just think that, oh, side, side uh, conversation on that real quick. Anybody, which there was nobody, but anybody had the Rams to get OBJ. They were plus 2,200. Third worst odds in the entire league that was on the board just in front of, I think it was Detroit and Dallas. So, they were huge upsets to land OBJ. And I did tweet that out earlier, And but I, when I put Detroit, I did put Lions with a small L. I wanted to put a capital L, but Dan Campbell has bit the knee out of my capital L, so I can no longer type a capital <laughs> L. So, they're just the lowercase Lions for any time that I'm going to tweet them out. Hence, they're fourth. But anyway, yeah, yeah I'm with you on the 49ers. I like them to win the game. Uh, it's time for them to get back on fucking track. And that, boys and girls, was all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby! Alright, Longhorns, it's time. Everybody's in way for it. Time for those free, I said free picks of the week, baby. That's right. And this week I'm going back to that teaser well. And I'm doing a two-team six-point teaser. And let's go with those Minnesota Vikings. Tease them up to the eight and a half. And then let's pair that up with those. Oh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Tease them up to eight and a half. Also, two-team teaser, Minnesota, Las Vegas, both plus eight and a half. And we do the money dance. Love that. All right, with the college free pick of the week, we won't do the parlay this week. We're going to give you a straight-out winner. We're going to go ahead and give you Ohio State minus the 20 at home versus Purdue. It's going to be cold as fucking balls out there. Ohio State Mm. is now number four in the playoff ranking. They know they got to go out and impress to keep that position, and that's what they're going to do. Purdue has been the fucking giant killer. But here's the thing. They only pull that bullshit at home. When you get the Boilermakers <laughs> on the road, they cool down pretty fucking quickly. And your uh, quarterback for Ohio State is the second in the Heisman uh, odds on favor right now. He's going to want to keep that going. Ohio State wins, and they fucking win big. Love it. All right, Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, Sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life in both CFAs, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up 
tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on! God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!